The emperor is dead. The royal guard is scattered. And a false king sits on the throne. Execute the emperor's final edict. Hunt the traitor lords and bring ruin to their people. This week on the podcast, we're adding House of the Dying Sun to the Endless List. well michael how are you doing when was the last time we did a solo podcast where it was just the two of us it's been a little bit um, just the two of us <laughs> sam has been joining us for a while yeah sam's jumped in we've had some some chris mike ori, ori maybe was, yeah yeah i'm looking at the looking list at, here yeah yeah see i can't, i collect all this data yep and it's red sheet when was ori ori was back in it was like on 420 April? well look at that look at yeah. that I didn't even have to look it up, but I knew that. I wasn't even looking yeah. at that. Wow. The the span of time between, like, the spring and now, when we, like, got vaccinated and were released back out into the world, is just, like, it's all a blur now. It's just, like, a tunnel it's that... Fucking blur. Yep. <clears throat> like, that was April? Okay, sure, yeah. I mean, it could have been yesterday, or it could have been, you know, six months ago. Anywhere in between. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. Podbean. Follow us on Twitter at It's So Bad Pod. It's So Bad Pod at gmail.com is the email address. We are adding this game to our endless list of video games. And Steve, you chose this game. I had no idea. So this is very rare for me to have no idea about a game before somebody suggests it. So I had no idea about this game. How, how did you find out about this game? And why are you suggesting it to add to the list? It So... Yeah, this is not a very well-known game, I feel like. I've mentioned it a couple of times. This is actually when I when I built my last computer, um, like, one of the first games I got. And, like, not the only reason I built that computer, but I was, like, I had learned about it at the time, and I was like, man, I need to get a PC so I can play these types of games. Um, but it was, I don't know, just, like, stumbling around on Reddit or the Internet or something. I, I think I read a review of it, and it compared it to, like, you know, a lot of like space flight type sims, like, uh, you know, X-Wing and TIE Fighter and like other other games that I'd enjoyed in the past. And I was like, this looks cool. And it, and it had the hook of like, you're the bad guys in it. It's like, yeah, you know, you're going to like the intro, you know, you're the emperor's, you know, legion going forth to just like kill all of his enemies and take revenge. And I was like, that's a cool, that's a cool spin on this. And it was like when VR was becoming popular too. So they were hyping up the VR aspect of it. And so it just stood out to me, and I, like, looked it up and got my PC and played it, and I was like, this is a very, very cool indie game and, like, an example of the games that I can play now, now that I have a PC. So, uh, yeah, that's that's how I got into it. So it was, like, 2016 it came out, so I played it very shortly after it released. Yeah, this is our 11th indie game added to the list of, of, of the endless video games. Uh, 2016 was also the year that brought us Stardew Valley, Firewatch, Inside, The Witness, Enter the Gungeon, Oxenfree, Hyper Light Drifter, No Man's Sky, and Owlboy. A lot of good indie games came out that year. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, some good good collection there. <clears throat> yeah, I got obsessed with Enter the Gungeon this year, and I'm trying to convince people to play it so that we can play it on the podcast. I mean, I've um, <laughs> I've played Enter the Gungeon. I'm just not very good at it and can't get past like the first boss or two. Um, I tried early in the pandemic to get back into it, too. I'd played it like a year earlier, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to have all this time to play video games now. What should I play? Let me try this again. Yeah, I still sucked at it. <clears throat> but I'm down to play yeah. it. 
Um, no Man's Sky is also a game that I want to get into. I feel like that game is going to just be an endless, endless time suck, though. Oh yeah. So I am totally down to do that too. And and that game was free recently on like Game Pass or something. And I started to do the tutorial of it, but it was like one of those more involved like three hour tutorials. And I was like, mm, no, I just wanted yeah. to, I just no. wanted to fly around in a spaceship. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, this game only on PC, only available on Steam, still uh, made by a company called Marauder Interactive. Um, and looking up Marauder Interactive, this is the only game they've done, and I don't think they exist anymore. <laughs> I think it's like one guy, too, from what I was reading. It's like one former AAA developer just had an idea for this game and went off and made it himself, more or less. Yeah, so it's, his name's Mike Tippett. He was like the lead on it, but there were 10 people in the credits of this game. I thought, too, that it was one guy, but it's actually like... Because any game nowadays, you need people to do the art, right, you need people right. to do the... 3d models etc no no one's gonna have no one person is gonna have that skill set if you're making a 3d game 2d games i think are a little bit less complex so like stardew valley for example what i mentioned earlier that was one guy um but yeah this is a this is a couple people that made this game um it was also originally titled enemy starfighter um they changed the name i think midway through development originally and i think this is also the first game on our list that was originally developed for VR. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I even realized that necessarily at the time that this was intended to be a VR game. But then when I was doing some research for the pod today, a lot of the reviews from the time were like, yeah, it loses a little bit when you play it standard as opposed to like the true VR intent. And I was like, huh, I didn't realize that because I don't think the review that I originally read of it had like framed it as a primarily VR game. Um, but it works. Yeah. But it works really well, like just playing on a monitor too. But in VR, I yeah, bet this looks sure. great. I bet this looks amazing. I could tell it was a VR game when I loaded into it, and the canopy was open. Yeah. And typically, when you're when you when it's like that, you should be able to turn your head and see what's around you, like a VR yeah. VR thing. Yeah. But yeah, it was made for the HTC Vive, the Oculus Rift. Now the Index, the Valve Index supports it. Um, but yeah, this game, it's a like a flight simulator, um, Tie Fighter alike i would say uh or x-wing those are, games are we starting that term tie fighter alike <laughs> starting right now uh flight simulator i guess is what they call them uh but it's very much like it's just a it's it's ripping on tie fighter a lot a lot it's like the exact same game oh yeah. even like the down to the cockpit where you lock onto a target yep. and you can see the image of the ship uh, on your like display and the fact that you're avenging an emperor that was killed by the good guys who are represented in blue and you blow up all the blue guys and all your guys are red instead coming in like you know you know you're the bad guys in this game as you're playing it they hammer it home and there's not a lot of story in the game either like each mission is just kind of like oh i mean it starts off and it's that intro that you read like the emperor's dead go kill all the good guys and then each level is just like a scenario where it's like okay there's this prince and a starfighter and you got to go blow him up or there's this duke and duchess who are trying to escape on a convoy and you got to go blow them up um but, yeah. but you're always outgunned too you're like you're flying in with one or two starfighters and then you're trying to do the whole mission and some side objectives before the enemy um flagship comes in and you're just like you're not going to beat the flagship you got to get out of there and so you have to escape each mission and, and it's it's not a ton of story beyond that and not a lot of variation in the gameplay beyond that but just a very yeah. cool focused indie game yeah i would say the storytelling is i'm going to use a big word diegetic Whoa. so di diegetic storytelling is when it's like in the gameplay and 
um, told within the context of you playing the game. So um, when you're, for example, like the missions, the objectives will be like, go hunt down this this countess, she deserves what she's going to get or whatever. And, and like in the middle of the, the story, you have to like, it just like will pop up the Duke. You have to go get the Duke, etc. So I think that's how they tell the story. But yeah, there's yeah. not much story in this game whatsoever. Um, the really cool thing about this game for me was um, the, the music, which I was surprised by. It's like, so this game is essentially a combination of TIE Fighter and uh, for gameplay and Battlestar Galactica for like aesthetic influences in terms of the music. Because the music is like straight up like that, that drum, that yep. heavy drum beat. Like sound bum, of bum, Battlestar bum, Galactica. Bum, 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 yeah. bum. That's like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it, it adds to the game in the fact that um, there's this built-in tension where every mission, as you mentioned, the, the enemy sh- flagship will come in and you have to leave before the flagship comes and destroys you. But the music is like building and it's like, ah, you don't know what's going to happen. And it's yeah. like, that's cool. And they use I the like sound, that. they use the sound effects really well to kind of augment the music and like build that tension too. Cause it's like, you know, you're flying in and you hear your ship kind of humming in the background and then you switch your weapon systems and you hear like a gear turn while it switches from one weapon system to another and then but then like as the fight gets more intense like you get the lock on sound you get the sound of like a missile flying by you or like you know bullets flying by your ship and then like more ships come in with like a big rush and then suddenly it's like all these sound effects are playing at the same time on top of the music and you're just kind of frantically like trying to blow up the ship and get out of there before you get blown up um yeah it just works really well they also take some of the like um how physics work in space or are supposed to work from Battlestar Galactica because you can do like drifts and you can break on a dime and like turn in a different direction. Um, which is, I think a lot of that is the, like just the dog fights from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You can just like build up like a ton of speed and then hit the space bar and turn your ship while you're still on that same course and like, you know, do a drive by basically. Um, going by a ship or then then like immediately stop and like do a barrel roll and flip around and just like it's not you know it's not star wars you're not like flying world war ii uh fighter planes in space like you can do a lot more cool physics stuff yeah i did like um the like aiming was is so like tie fighter when you move your mouse to aim the whole entire ship moves with you but this there's like a like a slight area where you can like move the mouse around to be more precise and your guns will actually move towards the target and then you have to move it further if you want to actually move the ship and like move in a specific direction i thought that was pretty cool yeah definitely cool definitely cool when you're doing that and like you can lead a shot too and it shows like the little highlight mark on your uh on your cursor that like even though you're aiming like you know what looks like way in front of the other ship you're going to hit it and then you can like you have a little like camera screen in your cockpit where it's like a zoomed in view of the ship and you can watch the bullets hitting and like the the shields going down or the like armor going down even though it's like way off in the distance like i think like that that kind of gunfire element of these these games like works really or this game really works really well yeah the leading of the lasers that even is from tie fighter like when it in tie fighter you your mouse your um targeting reticle will light up if it's in front of it it's going to hit just like this game right yeah so yeah the other the other cool part about this game too is that there's the uh rts element to it where when you fly into a level it stop it starts with you kind of in a paused state and you have to like click a button to get into your ship 
and you can pause again or you can in that pause state look around and like kind of click around and look around the map a little bit and be like okay i want to like go this way and go around this asteroid and see where they have like this space station on the other side and like go in that way and you can kind of plan it out a little bit and then you can issue commands to your to use, like you get, end up with like i think two other starfighters with you and then you can also add like three destroyers to your fleet and then like a missile frigate too and so you can give them kind of different orders as you're flying around during the map too and like there are there is kind of like a critical path for like if you want to play this on the higher difficulties to like achieve the objectives you have to be like okay i gotta send my guys this way and then immediately fly off in this direction with the fighters and they'll cover me and then i'll just like have everybody shoot at this one ship because if you don't do it in that order and in that time, like the gunship will come in and you won't be able to do whatever your bonus objective is. So like there's some some cool tactics and strategy that you can bake into this too as you're playing. Yeah, the the one weird thing about this game is the the difficulty curve is like kind of kind of strange. So if you try to play the first, so there's like three difficulty, maybe four difficulty settings for each of the missions. I think there's a fourth one that unlocks if you beat three the three star rating is that right i think i think that's right yeah there's like a challenge mode you can do as well yeah so there there's three difficulties and normally if i was playing most games i'd choose the two star difficulty at the start but this game if you choose a two star difficulty and you don't have ships with you um and you don't have a fleet and you just start off like that it is extremely hard um but the one star is pretty easy for the most part i think there was one mission that i might have gotten like effed up on because i didn't understand what like the the mines were that were around a ship that like yeah. move really quickly and can fuck you up really fast yeah yeah i definitely forgot that too and was like playing some some levels on the medium difficulty or early on and like being like oh man if i had like those destroyers here and like one more one more starfighter i could hop into this would be a lot easier but like i hadn't played it in a, a number of years and i was like whatever i know this game i can just jump right into hard Got yeah it. and they also like there's some bonus objectives that you just can't you it's, it seems like it's impossible unless you have the ships that you get later on in the campaign some earlier missions where there's like bonus objectives where you have to kill the kill the target and then you have to kill like five other things and then before the the flagship comes in and it's just like you just don't have enough time if you just by yourself yeah there's which i like there's there's one where you're flying in and like you have to go fight like these two like frigate destroyer kind of large larger ships and you have to do it but then at the same time as you're flying in, there's like five shuttles flying off in another direction and like three of them are yeah. going one direction and two are going another direction. And so you basically have, and they're like guarded by whatever number of fighters that are around them. And you're like, oh, I have to do this to get the bonus objectives. But like you, you realistically only have like 45 seconds to do it in the beginning of the, you know, in the beginning of the level and then go fight the main objective, which is like two big battleships. So yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah. difficult. Yeah, and I mean, there's the, I will say one, so a couple knocks on this game is that the, I think the missions, there's not that many um, different things to do in the missions. There's like, go kill this thing and kill the person in the ship. And sometimes they drop out in escape pods and you have to like run them over or shoot them. Um, then there's like escort a, a ship and that's really it. There's no other real missions in this yeah, game. Yeah, there's one where you have to like go close to like some cargo containers like that's basically it yeah it is it is kind of just variations on one idea for the levels each time and like the levels look cool and like you know they are they're challenging but it's you're right it's not a ton of variety 
Yeah, and if you look at you compare this game to like a game like Tie Fighter, which is an apt comparison here, um, they those missions will be like there will be a story that's happening in the background, and some of the missions will be like escort a this troop transport onto a space station, let it dock. There will be guys that come in and try to stop them. You have to protect the space station while they're executing their mission, and then they get out, and you have to escort them to get into hyperspace. And it's like like that's cool, and there's like a story wrapped around it, and this like just doesn't do that like it's not a deep game it's fun for what it is oh, yeah. but it's it's just not a a like there's not a lot of story not a lot of gameplay there's 14 missions in total um and i think you can play this game through in two and a half hours three hours if you just do it on the easiest difficulty mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a relatively short game which i actually think is like a strength of it and i think the simplicity of it is something that i enjoy of it because like doesn't doesn't hit you over the head with a story. It's not a twenty hour game or a ten hour game or anything like that. It's it's a game that I can pick up every couple of years and just like play my way through in a couple hours and be like, okay, cool, that was fun. This is a good game. Um, yeah. Doesn't try to do, like, doesn't try to do anything more than than just that. I did like the last mission is just like yo hold off all of the, this is the one time they do something different. It's like hold off all this enemy fleet and destroy the flagship finally while we completely murder everybody on this planet. Yep, yep, you're the bad guys. That's, 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 that's fun, and you have a ticker that shows the population of the planet going down. Yep, yep, they really they really make you feel good about it. You're like yep. Screw these guys. They deserve it. Take them all out. So one time, the one time where there's no tension, but I guess the tension is the clock, the big clock that's like ticking down the population number and you have to survive until uh, everybody's dead on the planet, which is real fun. <laughs> you know, you do a little genocide sometimes. No big deal. No big deal. Sometimes, sometimes you do some genocide. You know, we've talked about that on the podcast before. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, other things to mention about this game. Um, Really weird to me that the artwork for the game and not the like actual gameplay, but the artwork for like the marketing and in the title screen is so fucking good. It is so awesome. Um, but it, like the gameplay doesn't really match up with it. Kind of doesn't. It's because like the artwork is like a 1970s sci-fi uh, book. Yeah, um, but it, the artwork in the game is a little bit different. But I love the promotional artwork. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, I think you're right. It doesn't quite match up. Um, but yeah, it has kind of like a yeah 70s retro. It's they do a really good job. Like it's kind of the same way the whole the whole game through. Like they do a really good good job with not that much. Like there's it's kind of a minimalist design. There's not a ton going on in any of the levels or like the design with the ships. Like it's it's fairly straightforward. But they just like nail it and it looks really good um and yeah the promotional art for this is cool like just the cover itself uh yeah i'm, I'm into it yeah i really want to find a poster and put it up in my a room of gaming yeah um but i can't find one i'd, I'd frame that motherfucker yeah. it's really good it's, it's great yeah house of, uh, house of that... the dying sun like is a name too it's like it's a little clunky but it's also kind of like a yeah. cool riff on you know house of the rising sun and you're the bad guys yeah. and all that but even like enemy starfighter is a name like if they had stuck with that i still would think this would have been a pretty cool game like you know yeah, the game itself sure. but just like it doesn't change the identity of the game and it's just like just as simple and like straightforward as as the game itself like, yeah you're the bad guy enemy starfighter all I can think about is House of the Rising Sun and the doors, um, whatever. <laughs> yep. Whenever I see that name. But yeah, I think it's a pretty cool name. It is clunky, though. Um, on to ranking this game in our ranking discussion. 
Um, 76 out of 100 on Metacritic. Game Informer gave this a 7.5. So this is like not the most stellar game, but check out if it's like 10 bucks type of game. <laughs> That's what it feels like people are rating this. Uh, yeah. For me, like I, I like love, I think like the music is incredible. Um, and I think the tension that you get in each mission is really good. I just think that overall it like introduces some really cool systems that you could on a grander scale would be like fucking mind blowing. Like imagine doing the RTS aspect. If there were like 20 enemy ships and you had like a squadron with you, like two squadrons with you and like a whole fleet of ships as opposed to just three ships. I think that'd be cool as fuck. If it was like return of the Jedi final battle scene. Yeah, that would be Um, cool. You can like jump around in the ships too. So like if you could jump around between different starfighters and like different parts of the fight or like even onto like some of the larger ships, like that would be very cool if they built that out. Yeah. And also like, um, in thinking about it like now, um, so the capital ships are kind of small compared to what you see in like, uh, star Wars or a, like tie fighter type game like those those ships you can like fly by and it takes like a couple like 10 seconds to fly by but these ships are like just just a little bit bigger than the fighter and i think that would have been cool if they had some bigger ships but that's just me um you can also like this game we didn't mention but you can target systems which i didn't really know about until like i um like systems on ships you can target like shield generator or their engines and stuff or the turrets um i just was like fucking around i was like oh i could took out it says like the turrets disabled okay i guess i did that but um yeah i think larger ships and just being more involved in general this game would have been better to me it just seems like there's like such an opportunity for them to make a really cool tie fighter type game in 2021 that or 2016 it just didn't happen it was just like uh, it seems almost like a demo-y <laughs> to me because it's so short. Yeah. How short it is. Yeah, I wonder how intentional it was that they did that because I always, I always got the sense that they were very intentional about like we just want to make this one cool game. Like we have a vision. It's just going to be this level and this challenge and this minimal story. But I, I mean, also just trying to make an indie game and like having a small team. Like maybe this is what they had the resources and time and kind of like, you know, credibility to build at the time. But yeah, I agree. If they. I mean, if they revisited this game at any point and built it out or like a similar game came out, I would be super into it. Like um, Star Wars Squadrons came out recently and kind of has a similar similar uh, gameplay to it where it's like a little flight simmy but also, and like real space physics, but also it's arcadey. Like you're not that in depth with like, you know, all sorts of systems and such. Um, and that game is also kind of limited in its own way, but like builds out more of what we were just talking about, where it's like there's bigger ships and like you can fly around and you hit specific systems and like, you know, that. And there's like set set pieces right. of like space stations yeah. that like have gun emblazements. Yeah, it has a whole it has a whole campaign and story that's pretty cool, too. So like, yeah, I mean, that that's definitely in the vein of what this game could have been. So where does this go on our endless list of video games? Number one. Super Mario 64. It held off Super Mario Brothers 3 last week, which is our number four game. Uh, number 141, Dark Castle, is our last place game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Where where does this go? So a game that I think of it in similar terms in like its scope and how it tries to achieve, like it, it has like one really good idea and it just plays with that idea, is Super Hot at number 58. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they are kind of similar in their creation and their scope and like their aesthetic. And obviously super hot is like a timey wimey first person shooter puzzle game as opposed to this. But even this has like a little bit of that kind of like 
you're in a limited space and can only do so much with your move set and your vehicle. So like make the best of the situation that you're in is kind of like the improvisation a little bit in this game that super, super hot had. Um, yeah, I just think for super hot was like, to me, way more innovative. It had a, like a particular gameplay gimmick that was like, yeah, very fun to play with and also there's like an actual story in that game that's kind of fucked up <laughs> that's true it's true that is a very meta game and uh yeah and they kind of invented that whole you know you have time only moves when you move as uh mechanic in that game this is like another space flight sim just with like yeah. realistic physics or more realistic physics <clears throat> yeah and also like even the aesthetic around the like monitor uh that you like in the menuing in super hot was really cool and how you like get into games and just the feeling of like the screen pulsating and it tell, telling you to be like you take control. It like feels like you're like actually playing this game and you're losing this your mind. So I think like th th I think Super Hot is a way better game than this. Like I think that this game is honestly when I was looking at it I was like is F Zero a better game than this? I think it is, but I don't what? like you're way F Zero. Yeah, you're way farther up than me. Yeah, I think it's better than that. Um... I like, like for example, even Luigi's Mansion is like um, a way more in-depth game, a way uh, more enjoyable game. Hmm, more enjoyable. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I think it's more. I think that the level design is um, more interesting than this game. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm a Luigi's Mansion defender, so I, I get the appeal. Um, I don't know. For me, I, I guess for me, I I place it a little bit closer to the. Um, super hot end of that so super hot's at 58 and you had said f0 at 94 it's a pretty decent range right there um <laughs> yeah. I put that's it, like a third of the list yeah <laughs> um i put it a little bit higher than 94 God damn it. uh i thought this was gonna be a 20 minute podcast <laughs> <laughs> i like this game man i was one of the four people who played it when it came out <laughs> i know i know but i'm like i'm like uh, no but I, I i buy your i, I buy your your take on it not being quite as good as super hot though like i do I, I think you made a good case for it not quite being that high um i think that like um a good like for me when looking at this list i think like pilot wings for example mm -hmm. is um I, I don't like that game as much as this game just as a game in terms of gameplay. Yeah. obviously that game has a much larger following and legacy but like I could see this game going above that. I don't know. Convince me it go going higher than Pilot Wings. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Well, I think that the aesthetic of I mean, so the Luigi's Mansion thing that's a Nintendo property. Like, as cool as that is, that's them doing Nintendo stuff. Like this had its own aesthetic and like was an indie game and a small team. I for me personally, I really like you know Space Fighter Sims. So. I would rather play this game than Luigi's Mansion. Like this game has replayability that Luigi's Mansion, I think, kind of doesn't. Um, but uh, and just like I don't know, I think it was like a cool vision that they achieved too. And I think it's got like a little bit more like you know um, artistic like cred than than Luigi's Mansion, even though it is cool that they had a design there. So I, I personally would put it above Luigi's Mansion. But I see you have like uh, Street Heart, Street Fighter Alpha, Worms Armageddon. You know, like somewhere in this neighborhood, I'm okay with. Um, it is funny coming into this conversation. I was like, this game's probably number 105. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, much better. <laughs> um, I, you know, 
So where 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 do we want to put this? Where do we want to put this on here? Uh, like I don't think it, I don't think it goes above Mar I don't think it goes above Luigi's Mansion. I still don't think it goes above Luigi's Mansion. Hmm. I think it's like I think it's just like the depth of that game and um, there's an actual story in that game. <laughs> yeah, saying I mean, saying a Mario game. I guess I I think that they probably have about the same amount of story if you really break it down. Like, oh no, no way, Professor Egad <laughs> and the the ghosts. I mean, they do have you know characters in the story, so I'll give them that. There are no characters in uh, <laughs> House of the Dying Sun, um, but I think the core gameplay of House of the Dying Sun is just like better than than luigi's mansion luigi's mansion is fine but you're just walking around with the vacuum cleaner sucking stuff up you're probably right <laughs> i could see the gameplay being slightly more fun yeah in house of the dying sun i just think that that luigi's mansion is such a more in-depth game i mean i don't know if i agree that it's more in-depth but i i do you know i appreciate luigi's mansion um hmm well you know Maybe in the interest of time. <laughs> Fine. We can, we've, we brought this up from 105, so I guess I'll live with that. Um, I mean, yeah, you were like, God damn, you brought it up a ton. Yeah. You didn't even meet I me mean, in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I, I, I met, met you in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that yeah, I was yeah. you know, going to be adamant about it being right next to Superhot or anything like that. But yeah, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll right. meet in the middle here. We have a new number 77, our 142nd game on the endless list of video games i will tweet at the one guy who made this game <laughs> and i'll be like yo check it out we added your game to the list he, it's right in the middle he's like Congrats. sick sick <laughs> there are 10 people who made this game we, we learned that today he was probably like you put my game above diablo you idiots <laughs> <laughs> diablo the original i listened to you diablo I the original i listened to that podcast you guys seemed so so on that game uh, yeah, and also fuck Blizzard, right? Well, so yeah, <clears throat> so uh, fuck that company. They suck. Yeah, don't buy, don't play their games. You know, it wasn't made um, by Blizzard. Friendzos. Uh, House of the Dying, House of the Dying Sun. So there you go. Yeah, hell yeah. <clears throat> so that makes it easier to put this game above. It. <laughs> take, take that, Bobby Kotick. Damn, got him. Um, we have a new number seventy-seven. Uh, thank you, Steve, for joining me this week. Do you know what we're doing next week? What are we doing next week? Why can't I think of what's happening next week. No. Enlighten, we're, enlighten we're, me. Uh, what are we doing? Bennett Foddy makes his first appearance on the endless list as we add QWOP. QWOP. Oh, yes. Hmm. To the endless list of video games next week. That will be a fun one. Maybe I should, um, maybe I should play that one for next week. <laughs> Literally, you can play it seems in like, five minutes. Seems like a late time <laughs> commitment. <laughs> so we're adding that game next week, and look out for that. But uh, yes, thank you again, Steve. We'll be back next week. Yep, thank you. See you guys later. later.